0: A people that dwells alone. One of the most profound and influential comments ever made about Jewish identity was made by the pagan prophet Bilam in this week's parasha. As I see them from mountaintops, gaze on them from the heights. Behold, it is Amla Vadad Yishkon, a people that dwells alone, not reckoned among the nations. To many Jews and non-Jews, admirers and critics alike, That has seemed to epitomize the Jewish situation, a people that stands outside history and the normal laws governing the fate of nations. For Jews, it was a source of pride. For non-Jews, it was all too often a source of resentment and hate. For centuries, Jews in Christian Europe were treated, in Max Weber's phrase, as a pariah people. All agreed, though, that Jews were different. The question is, how and why? The biblical answer is surprising and profound. It isn't that Jews alone knew God. That's manifestly not the case. Bilam, the very prophet who uttered these words, was not an Israelite. Nor were Avimelech, or Lavan, to whom God appears in the book of Genesis. Abraham's contemporary, Malkit Melech Shalem, the city that later became Jerusalem, is described as Kohen Le'elelion, a priest of the Most High God. Yisra, Moses' father-in-law, was a Midianite high priest. Yet the parasha that contains the supreme moment of Jewish history, the revelation at Mount Sinai, bears his name. Even Pharaoh, who ruled Egypt in the days of Joseph, said of him, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? God doesn't appear only to Jews, members of the covenantal nation, nor does he answer only Jewish prayers. At the dedication of the temple, King Solomon made the following request As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name, for men will hear of your great name, and your mighty hand, and your outstretched arm. When he comes and prays toward this temple then hear from heaven your dwelling place and do whatever the foreigner asks of you so that all the peoples on earth may know your name and fear you as do your own people Israel and may know and may know that this house I have built bears your name The sages continued This great tradition when they said that the righteous of all the nations of the world have a share in the world to come. Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, contains the names of more than 20,000 righteous Gentiles who saved lives during the Holocaust years. Nor is it that God's covenant with the children of Israel means that they are more righteous than others. Malachi, last of the prophets, had striking words to say on the subject. He says, from where the sun rises to where it sets, my name is honored among the nations, and everywhere incense and pure oblation are offered to my name, for my name is honored among the nations, says the Lord of hosts, but you profane it. Nor did any of the major strands in Jewish thought ever see Jewish chosenness as a privilege. It was and is a responsibility. The key verse here is the famous prophecy of Amos. You alone have I singled out of all of the families of the earth. That is why I will call you to account for all your iniquities." So where then did Jewish singularity lie? The clue lies in the precise wording of Bilom's blessing. Behold, it is um, a people that dwells alone, for it was as a people that God chose the descendants of Abraham, as a people that he made a covenant with them at Mount Sinai, as a people that he rescued them from Egypt, gave them laws, and entered into their history. You will be to me, he said at Sinai, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Judaism is the only religion to place God at the center of its self-definition as a nation. Jews are the only nation whose very identity is defined in religious terms. There were many nations in the ancient world who had national gods. There were other religions, Judaism's two-daughter faiths, Christianity and Islam, that believed in a universal God and a universal religion. Only Judaism believed, and still believes, in a universal God accessible to all, yet particularly manifest in the way of life, fate and destiny of a single and singular people. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, said Isaiah, and my servant, whom I have chosen, you are my witnesses, declare the Lord declares the Lord, that I am God. Israel, in its history and laws, as a nation, would be God's witness. It would testify to something larger than itself. And so it proved to be. The historian Barbara Tuckman wrote The history of the Jews is intensely peculiar in the fact of having given the Western world its concept of origins and monotheism, its ethical traditions, and the founder of its prevailing religion, yet suffering dispersion, statelessness, and ceaseless persecution, and finally in our times, nearly successful genocide, dramatically followed by fulfillment of the never-relinquished dream of return to their homeland. Viewing this strange and singular history, one cannot escape the impression that it must contain some special significance for the history of mankind that in some way, whether one believes in divine purpose or inscrutable circumstance, the Jews have been singled out to carry the tale of human fate. So why, if God is God of the universe, accessible to every human being, should he choose one nation to bear witness to his presence in the human arena? This is a profound question, and there's no short answer, but at least part of the answer, I believe, is this. God is wholly other. Therefore, he chose a people who would be humanity's other. That is what Jews were, outsiders, different Distinctive, a people who swam against the tide and challenged the idols of the age. Judaism is the counter voice in the conversation of humankind. During 2,000 years of dispersion, Jews were the only people who, as a group, refused to assimilate to the dominant culture or convert to the dominant faith. They suffered as a result. But what they taught was not for themselves alone. They showed that a nation does not need to be powerful or large to win God's favor. They showed that a nation can lose everything else, land, power, rights, a home, and yet still not lose hope. They showed that God is n- not necessarily on the side of great empires or big battalions. They showed that a nation could be hated, persecuted, reviled, and yet still be loved by God. They showed that to every law of history there is an exception and what the majority believes at any given moment is not necessarily true. Judaism is God's question mark against the conventional wisdom of the age. It is neither an easy nor a comfortable fate to be a people that dwells alone, but it is a challenging and inspirational one. Shabbat Shalom.